You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Napa know-how. There are lots of amazing cars on the road, but perhaps none more amazing than the paid-off car. It may not be pretty, but the price is right. Heck, if you keep that thing running, it'll actually start paying you. Because with Napa Rewards, for every $100 you spend, you'll get $5 off. So keep your car running longer, stronger with Napa Rewards, and watch the savings start rolling in. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. You're listening to NBC Sports Radio. Sports Radio. Weekend 6 is the Two Robbies Football Show. Your number one source for Premier League football on NBC Sports Radio. Now, your hosts, Robbie Musto and Robbie Earl. Robbie Earl. Welcome to the Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio, where we discuss all the headlines, all the big stories from the best league in the world. I'm Robbie Earl, he's Robbie Musto, and this was match day three in the Premier League. We have to start at Vitality Stadium. There was drama, there was decisions, there was Dean, Mike Dean. <laughs> City got away with a 2-1 win, Robbie Musto. That only really tells a quarter of the story. Let's talk about the match first. What did you think about City and their sort of title credentials? Well, just there's a lot to cover here. And I, I just think we should start with the lineup um, from Manchester City because he made changes. Pepe made changes to the system, back to a 4-3-3. He made changes to personnel. Um, I was a little surprised that Sergio Aguero was left out of the side. Um, but it was good to see Bernardo Silva playing as one of a front three and Benjamin Mendy, Robert, right, a left back, who I thought was, was very powerful, very good. He is going to make them, in fact, both of those play, in my opinion, those players make Manchester City better. Um, in terms of the game, an excellent game. Bournemouth, as you'd expect at home, um, good support, good energy about their play, good organisation. Five at the back, three in midfield, a threat with Defoe and Josh King up front. Um, but it was a it was a great game of football and, and different. And you know, looking at City as a general, and we'll get into the specifics a little later. But it still seems to me, Rob, that Pep Guardiola. He's still trying to find the correct formula. He's got new players. He's got so many options up front. He went with a very young and you'd probably say lightweight front three and Raheem Sterling and, and, and uh, Jesus and Bernardo Silva. Um, he went with a back four. Um, he's, he's just trying to find what's the best way for his side to be competitive in all games. I think Bernardo Silva brought a, a kind of class and a creativity mm. and an intelligence to the midfield as a link man that was really good, really good. And David Silva was on his, his side and they, they linked up really, really well. Um, Kevin De Bruyne, I thought, was quiet. Um, I thought Ryan Sterling, before the 99th or the 100th minute, whatever it was, seemed a bit ridiculous at the time, to be honest. It was so long. I thought he had a bad game until he scored that goal. I thought he would have come off earlier for the substitutes that came in. Aguero come in and uh, Leroy Sané come in as well. Um, but he got the win, uh, Rob. And, and while City and Pep's trying to find his best formula, it's important that they don't lose and, of course, get the three points when they can. 
Yeah, I was going to get to that point, Rob, because they will play better. There was patches in the yeah. game when he, he, he became slick and they got Mandy in and they say Bernardo Silva, particularly on the ball, the ball from David Silva for Jesus' goal yeah, was outstanding. You know, it was a beautiful bit of football. And at times, their football comes together. I still think, Rob, they've got to get the balance between all that possession and then creating the kind of chances in that last third, something we talked about last week. But I just wonder from, from your point of view, and, and, and I was looking at it saying, you know what? Yes, they've got to get better. Yes, um, I think perhaps they're working out the formula. But you know what today was, Rob? It was a bit for City, in many ways. It was a bit of an ugly win. And I'm quite like an ugly win for City because I think it's all about style and possession and moving the ball and all that. Well, today they had to fight and scrap and last minute get a deflected winner off Ryan Sterling. But that's enough to get the three points. And that's kind of what I think they need to learn to do, especially on the road. When it isn't all going your way, come out with a victory. I'll tell you what I thought it was, Rob. I thought it was a typical um, Premier League away uh, type of, of, of fight. Because at mm -hmm. times, by the way, you know, Mike Dean l let a lot of stuff go. I yeah. mean, Bournemouth were flying into tackles. Steve Cook was flying into challenges. There were a lot of aggression out there, elbows and some, and mm -hmm. some kind of, you know, some tough tackling. And that's what the league is. And that's what the Premier League referees will allow to get go. And I kind of made a note of, is this Man City team, can I, has the physicality? You know, look at De Bruyne yeah. and David Silva in midfield with those lightweight front three, Rob. And, and you know, it, it does ask the question, particularly when you watch, when you watch Man United and the physicality and the power mm. that they've got and Chelsea last year and Leicester the year before that. Can City win with this style? That's what's fascinating about it. But but you're right. I mean, I, I don't know whether it was ugly, the win, but it was kind of... It late, wasn't the it way was that desperate. he'd like to it control was, it, no. was it? It wasn't in the controlled manner that we said he loves, he loves to see his football and his teams love to play. Yeah, I mean, but... but I thought this foot, the football's better. I thought the football's better than the last mm. game um, yeah. in terms of control. It's just when they move the ball so slowly, Rob, and possess it so well, it gives teams time to get back, to get set, to get 5-4-1 or 4-5-1, whatever they want to do. And that's what makes it hard to find a way through. But, you know, I'll reiterate, Bernardo Silva I thought was impressive. He, he, he came out of the game later on, he got a little tired, but he's got the ability to pick out passes. And as you said, the goal was, was fantastic uh, from Jesus with a ball from David Silva was one of the best balls you're going to see all season long I thought as well um, and then came the incident Rob come on the, let's the get to it let's get to it I've been waiting for this all day <laughs> okay I mean, it's divided the football world Robbie Musto it's divided the two Robbies I believe mm. that the second yellow call for Ryan Sterling for, for his celebrations and, and going in, into the, the, the crowd supposedly um I didn't think it was, was worthy of a yellow card. And I know that, that you've looked at, at, at the laws of the game, which, which say, and, and I think you've got it there, that uh, if a player climbs a perimeter fence and or approaches the spectators in a manner which can cause safety and yeah. or security, security issues, he must be cautioned. So I'm assuming you're going for the letter of the law. <laughs> of course. That he has to... What, data and fact? Well, are what, are we back what, to that? What are we doing then, Rob? If you, so, no, no, and, yeah. and I... Well, listen, if every, I, I get the big reaction. I've seen the reaction from fans. I've seen the reaction yeah. on social media. I've seen the reaction from pundits this side of the pond and the UK Both side. Yeah, and I would yeah. say probably the majority is, oh, why did he get booked? You know, it's... Uh, what is it like why, to, why to score a winning goal and all that? Well, because, because the, the law's there for a reason. Rob. The law, okay, so, okay. so everybody, let's throw the law out then. Because, no, no, no. because he scored let's a great goal the, in the 90... Well, let's not throw the law well, out. Let, let me ask okay. you one so honest... So go throw the law out. Okay. No, okay. So I'm right. going to ask you one honest question. I'd like an honest response. Middlesbrough are playing Newcastle at the Riverside. 
Done it's it. Been one, there, done one. it. Hold on, hold on. Robbie Musto scores yeah. a goal for Middlesbrough, and he, the place goes crazy. You're telling me there would never be a thought for you to run to the Riverside fans and, and get involved in something yeah. that's going to win a, a game for, for Middlesbrough. You wouldn't yeah. do that. Yeah, of course I would. Yeah, I would, and I have, and, and it happened. Correct. Like that. I did score, and it, was a, and it was brilliant. But but you run to the crowd, okay, and you just stop. You stop at the edge of the, of the field of play. You don't run to the barrier and jump up with but, the fans and Robbie, cuddle them and when, kiss when, them when and invite them on. When you run to it, you're not you're not thinking in in, in, in the same way. And and there's talk that the fans were on the pitch anyway, Robbie. He didn't particularly. The fans were there. They he weren't on the over pitch. To them. They, 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 were, they, they were at the, the side of, of the pitch, and, and he ran there anyway. I just think we, if we start taking that emotion out, if we start taking out that that thing that says you, there's nothing got, wrong with emotion. There's nothing wrong no, with emotion. Exactly. You can celebrate, but don't go all the way. I mean, it was obviously a packed-out area. And by the way, it's near the Bournemouth fans. It's going to wind them up as well. He went right over mm. into the crowd. Now, the mm. crowd were right on the, on, the, on, the, on the edge. I get that. But look what happened afterwards, Rob. Let me just give you this scenario. That there's a 10-year-old little boy in there that's right at the front because he wants to get to see, to see the players and be close to them. What happens to a 10-year-old boy or, or a girl that's in that situation? They get squashed. You saw the scenes of the fan that was on the pitch with a security guard pinning him down with police getting involved yeah, with players. Which, which that's why bit, the, which, which that's why the law is there. That's why the law is there. The law is there. But it's interesting when, when Pep Guardiola was asked about this, because one thing we talk about is, is the passion and the thing of English football. Pep Guardiola was asked after the game about Raheem Sterling. This was his response to, to, to what he saw. Yeah, I would like someone to call me to see what happened. I don't know. Because if we're going to celebrate with the fans, the best solution, don't invite to the fans. So after 90 minutes, 93 minutes, score a goal, you can imagine how happy is the guy and the team who were there with our fans. You give, you've got his number. You give him a ring, Rob. You've just laid out the I'll, laws I'll, of the game. I'll, I'll get him to speak to Robbie Muster. But listen, mate, yeah. let, let's talk. Let's go on Twitter because you put yeah. it out there, didn't you? Sterling got second yet. Yellow, absolutely. Stay away from fans. Others will do the same and get yellow. Rules are rules. Do you agree? I have to say most people out there didn't particularly agree with you. I've got some of, some of the responses here. Some said can't agree, don't think, jumped into the crowd. The crowd came to him. Adam Szymanski came out with a good one. He said, celebrating with the fans that either got up at 4 a.m. and stayed overnight, last-minute winner. Should he have been clapped goal-style? We've got one here. The, the crowd came to him. He celebrated where every damn player would celebrate. The whole team was there. Quinn Lampkin said, when did the Premier League turn into the NFL? So it's like people are saying that, you know, they, they, they want to see a little bit of emotion there. Mm. Even Jeff Sobel, as a United fan, said, obviously I've got no love for Man City, but that's ridiculous cards, what cards are given out for today. And Jim said that fans came to him. So the, the overriding thing, Robbie Musker, yeah. seems to be that fans... I mean, there was a couple who, who supported yeah. you. I there's don't know if you've got them. Yeah, there's a couple more that, are, that kind of are more sensible. Dave Herkide um, tweets back to say he put the stewards in danger when he went to meet the supporters. I hope he and every plague that does that gets a card and a fine. Christian Radder um, tweets to say, I agree, it's about the safety of the players and the supporters, which is absolutely right. But there, yeah, there's plenty out there that kind of think that... Mm. And, and, and that's okay, but the rule is there for a reason, Rob. And it's okay for everybody to say in, in, a, in a popular moment, oh, this is ridiculous. Um, you know, you should be allowed to celebrate money, you know, everything else. No, I agree with all of that, but come on. That, that was a dangerous situation when you've got uh, uh, fans on the pitch with police and stewards, you can't say that, 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 that Sterling's actions didn't invite that. So I just think, okay, you know, it's you. there and, and that's it, yeah.
Thank you, Hard Robbie. And from Sorry. Soft Robbie, Manchester City <laughs> eventually came from Bournemouth away. Rowan Sterling got two yellow cards, but the team got three important points. Next, we'll talk about the red off of the City when they faced a stubborn Leicester team. Were those horses going to be running freely again? I'm Earl, he's Musto, together with the two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Two Robbies Football Show. Now, Manchester United started the season well. Two games, eight goals scored, none conceded. So Leicester came to Old Trafford today and Jose's men got it done again. 2-0 win. Probably against the best opposition they face this season, Robbie Musto. Mm. Yeah, and I want to go with a word that he, he made a big deal of in the programme mm. today at Old Trafford. Confidence. And that's what mm. Jose's talking about. Now, let me just... Let me just tell you, Rob, or explain what I think confidence is and what, what, how you see it. You yeah. certainly see it with a front foot approach, approach from the game starts. You certainly mm -hmm. see it as more effort. When a team is confident, they work harder. That's an absolute fact. And also, the other part of it, of course, is belief. And I thought this game was really important for, for Manchester United because it wasn't easy, because it took mm. time, it took yeah. patience, it took into the second half. And that's when you get the breakthrough, you get the goal, and you get another goal, Rob. Then mm. that whole belief part of that confidence really continues to grow. And what that also means now, with that victory now, and that's 10-0 that's in, in the three games that the results are now, is that yeah. the whole club, Robbie Earl, is what we've seen mm. with other clubs, um, last year with Chelsea, the year before with Leicester, the whole club is behind the manager because they all yeah. think right now something special is happening. And that's how important it was today because the patience was there. They played really, really well again today, Rob, mm. Manchester United, and they deserved the goals. There was, a, again, a few incidents, but I thought it was very impressive. And the, the final big point for me, Rob, is goals. Remember I said at the start yeah. that, you know, where are goals apart from Lukaku going to come from? Well, there's more yeah. examples today. Rashford scores, mm. Fellaini scores. Now we've had Pogba scoring goals. We've had Martial scoring goals. The goals are there from different areas. Really good. Yeah, and, and you talk about it, it being a special start of field special. And, mm. and the special one has to take his credit, Robbie. He, he puts two subs on. They both score goals. The th th third sub uh, assists the, the, one of the goals. Listen, he, he changed Martial, gave him the start. Rashford came on. Doesn't really look like it's affected either of those. They'll still be both in, in good form. And I've been saying for a while, and I know that you may have some slight difference about the change in the manager's been important as well. To me, over the course, and I know we're only three games in, and I know everything's going okay, but mm. his demeanour, his manner, his dress, his, his touchline kind of, of, of attitude with the players. He's no growling. There's none of those looks that put players off. I just think Jose Mourinho took the last 12 months to kind of understand and get himself into the right place to manage Manchester United. And I just think now he's starting to really feel and understand what this job's no, about. You're reading too much into it, my friend. It's no, no wonder he's happy and he's content and he's cool and he's everything else because it's gone so well on the field of play. Let's see when there's some bad decisions, when they start to lose, maybe a game or a draw, and then you know, let's see his behaviour then. Listen, I'm with you. I, I, I really... I mean, when things are going well, Jose Mourinho looks looks a million dollars. He sounds mm, smart. He we've sounds see, we've cool, seen him, Robert, in Chelsea days when they've won, still have that face on and go, What's a, why is he not happy? Is he playing games? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I'm just saying but, but it looks to me, we see from the touchline. No, no, I'm not defending. Not we're, three we're three games in. But when I look and you talk about confidence has come and, and, and style of play and creating more opportunities and other goal scorers, I think if I'm looking at last season and this season, listen, they won the first three games last, last season and, and yeah. finished sixth, but he, he had a different demeanour about the way he was doing the job. 
Yeah, I, I think so. But but it's obvious that it's miles better, and that's why he's so mm-hmm. happy. He's got to be so happy today because yeah. you know it's Leicester City. We saw them at uh, the Emirates play against yeah. Arsenal. And yeah, give Arsenal uh, problems, isn't it? Yeah, I mean you just don't get that. I mean there's just mm. not that there's no way back in because they could have had a goal late on. But Mourinho's yeah. teams are so different to Wenger's teams because when they go ahead, they are incredibly. Uh, strong mm. and secure and structured, they will not give the op- opponents a sniff, and that's the difference. So Leicester found it very difficult today, but mm. just again, full credit, just the way United are playing, the movement. It wasn't quite Mkhitaryan's day, and Juan no. Mata had his moments. Um, I thought the Rashford thing. Now there's kind of reports that, that was it. An in- he had a bit of a knock, or, ra- ra- Rashford mm. in training, so he didn't play him. I mean, so, listen, so we what happens know next? What, what happens yeah. next? Cause I heard you say that that when Rebecca asked you on the air today that, that you yeah. think Martial play away at Stoke next game. Next game. Yeah, yeah. Play so why, why, why should Martial start when Rashford was doing, he's got his, you know, yeah, but got Rashford his scored, and Rashford's come great. on and scored and, and played great and probably feeling good about himself, he's good, probably better than if he'd have started and got taken off. So I'm thinking Rashford's in a good place anyway. Martial started, maybe didn't quite get, get the game that he'd wanted, but it's feeling okay. So start Martial, he, he d- won't feel like he's dropped, you've got him on side. Keep Rashford to know that he's going to come on no, with at least 30 Rashford. minutes to, I just think to go. Dis- I don't think you, I, you leave him out uh, the next just game, disappoints he, him. He's just scored, Rob. He, I think yeah, he's so he should be uh, back on the side. Well, so, so on that on that basis, when Martial scored in the other two games, then the, he should have played instead of Rashford. Then, yeah, but Rashford. If, if you're going that, on, that, on that, yeah, but the position has been Rashford's until today. Yeah. Now today was a knock, so he couldn't start the game. He comes on, he scores a goal. You've got to stay mm-hmm. with him. I think Martial's got to do. And I know what you mean when you score a goal, you want to get the start. But for the next game, you know, we know that Mourinho doesn't like to change things when it's going so mm-hmm. well. Um, I, I think you you stick with him. And, and yeah. again, I threw I threw this out on, on yeah, Twitter, Rob. Interesting. And, yeah. um, and then we had a bunch, a load, a load of replies. <laughs> the ones that, that kind of favoured my side of it, um, we've got here from Skip. Skip Tamek says uh, Rashford, even not when he's. I basically said, you know, who who should start the next game? Um, because you said Martial, and I said Rashford, mm-hmm. and, and Skip says Rashford, even when not scoring, he's creating chances. Carson Badini says, I agree with Rashford needs to start. Once he came on, everything changed. Yeah, I mean, I, I've got a few here. Mike said neither Rashford, neither Marshall or Rashford should be benched. There's a larger argument than Mkhitaryan or Matter, so they brought somebody else to him. Joey Table says, actually, it's a good problem to have. Great for, for, for Jose Mourinho. Why not start them both, John P says. And I've got one here that says, yeah, against Stoke, you start Martial. Never mind Marshall or Martial, actually. You start Fellaini against Stoke. So I think that one's a, a, a good one as well. Maybe yeah. starting Fellaini, but... Going into the break, Rob, you know, that they're right where they want to be, Manchester United. Zlatan comes back in. We, we heard the news this week that he signed a year deal. He's here for the second half of the season. Yeah. All good at the moment, all, all on a positive base. The, nothing negative about Zlatan maybe coming in and affecting the chemistry well, at all. Could that be? I, I heard what you guys said today, and, and I'm with mm. you. I'm not sure that they need it needs to come back. I mean, you know, m- maybe by January, you know, the results haven't been as quite as good, and you could do yeah, something. Lukaku could have a little run, and yeah, maybe, maybe not quite on it. Champions but I kinda, League. I kind of like I like United mm. at the moment. There's so there's not a sense of one guy is the absolute star player, and one guy want everything needs to come through him. That you do get with Ibrahimovic sometimes that he wants to be the man. Give him the ball. He slows up a little bit. He tries to make him. You know, he tries to look a million dollars 
ball is in possession sometimes. I, I, I wouldn't be in favour of this. And also, by the way, Rob, why are they? Why is what's the big rush? Why why, why sign him now? We didn't even know how he's going to come back. Mm. From his, Apparently, he's in the Champions ACL. League group stage yeah, he uh, squad as well. Isn't he? I mean, they're saying he isn't, isn't going to be fit until Christmas. But listen, obviously, him and Josie have a special relationship. Yeah. People say he's been good in the dressing room. He's good to have around. There's no doubt. Listen, if you've got a, a chance to have, uh, bring Zlatan in halfway through the season, it's a tonic. But just chemistry just worries me a little bit. Maybe some of those younger guys get a little bit inhibited, but it's been a magnificent start for Manchester United. Ten goals scored in three games, no goals conceded. They're top of the pile as we go into the international break. After our break, we'll look at who surprises in the league so far. We'll look at the top and the bottom of the league. This is the Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio, and all we talk is Premier League. is the Safety Blitz with Rodney Harrison and Dan Schwartzman. Listen anywhere, online, or with the app. This is NBC Sports Radio and NBCSportsRadio.com. Welcome back to the Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio. Now we're just going to take a closer look at some of the other results that came today. There was a big game, Robbie Musto, at St. James's Park. Both teams, no points from the first two games this season. But Rafa Benitez Meng got the job done and got the first three points of the season. Talk to me about this game. Mm. Yeah, well, it's just nice. i got to be honest, it was nice to see some signs of happiness at St. James's Park on the <laughs> final whistle. I was like... Said by an yeah, ex-Middlesbrough player. Yeah, well, you know, the northeast of England and the football there, because it's such a, a brilliant area for football, mm. and um, it, it was kind of nice to see the fans at the, the, at the whistle actually cheer and not boo for once. And, you know, all we've heard again this week, Rob, is, and, you know, we'll talk about the game, but you know, Rafa Benitez, yeah. you know, kind of in an interview, he's saying that these aren't really players that I want. I want to get pl players for £25 million for the quality that this club deserves. Yet, I'm not getting those guys. I've got to get players that are a lot less than that. At some point, Rob, they just got to get on with it. Get yeah, got to get on yeah. with it. I mean, there's some decent players there. I thought mm -hmm. there was really positive performances from Christian Atsu on the left-hand side. Yeah. Matt Ritchie, former uh, Bournemouth well, I mean. guy, was excellent. Ayuzi yeah. um, Perez, a player that I really mm -hmm. like. You've got Mikel Marino on, on loan from Dortmund that's got that lovely yeah. kind of silky um, midfield play. Um, really nice on the, on the ball with his left foot and they got the job done today um, I just think you know it's t they'll try and do more business before the window closes we know yeah, that and they probably will bring people in but when you look at the squad it's not that bad and uh, you know mm. they must believe there's three worst teams in this division when you go through the slog the, the, the huge uh, marathon that is the Premier League um, but I thought it was better today a good victory Mitrovic comes on score as well Hoselu you know the Geordies lover a centre forward yeah. at number nine oh. I don't know. I'm not saying he's going to be that guy, but at least he scored. At least yeah. he looked lively. At least Correct. the fans are behind him, Robin. That's half the battle is with these big clubs with a lot of pressure on. If you can start well and get the fans on your side, it makes a big, big difference. Do you know what? When I, when I looked at, uh, at uh, the Newcastle team, Robin, and I was sort of making comparisons to West Ham, but I thought 
West Ham have, have, have actually got what I call more top-end quality, but but that doesn't matter when you play in the Premier League. Isn't it? You've got to make up for hard work. You've got to be organised. You've got to have effort. You've got to give it a go, like you're saying. I think at times Newcastle get caught up, up into the you know wanting to yeah. sign these big star players and all that. Do you that. think, they, you know, think they should be better than they are? Yeah, and sometimes, by the way, those star players come in and don't try a leg yeah. or you know or come for the money and can't wait to get out again. I mm. thought today was was a day to show that you know with a bit of team spirit, with a bit of hard work, and they've got some quality. Did you say the, the likes of, of Richie and Atsu and Hosele who got the goal? You know, they, they, they can do something, Rob. You know, Mitrovic comes on and gets a goal, but they've got to start believing it and, and keep that spirit there. Mm. Talking about spirit and lack of spirit, yeah. worrying signs for Slavin Bilic and his team, Rob, today. I, I was particularly disappointed in them today when they went 1 0 down, certainly when they went 2 0 down, there was absolutely no reaction from his team. Well, you know, I talked earlier on about Man City and Pep trying to find the right mm. formula. It, I knew this was going to happen, Rob. We were asked, or we were at a function, and we were asked, you know, yeah. the manager that we mm. that we thought would be under pressure the first one to lose his job. And, and I said Slavin Bilic. Now, mm. he, he, unfairly, at last year he was under a huge amount of pressure. With, but but yeah. I gave him a, I gave him a pass because of the Dimitri Payet saga, mm. the new stadium. But there's good players. They sign good players again. And yeah, look they're, at the they got better players than Newcastle. Of course, yeah. But look at the bench, Rob Lanzini, Sacco, yeah. Kiate, mm. Jose Font. Now Pedro Obiang. Now we know th- yeah. what is his best eleven. Get it out there. You know, I, I know yeah, that Nartovic is suspended, but there's still good players in this team. And I mean, the, the, some of the defending that uh, defending. Been it was shocking. Ten was goals shocking. For a guy games. who was a centre-back, Rob, they were playing, trying to play offsides. Two are going back, two are holding their hands up. Some don't know whether they go. It, it, listen, these are owners we know who are determined to stay in the league and, and, and you know, won't, won't give too much patience if they don't like what they're seeing, having backed the manager with money. Those are the things I think that look really bad against a manager when the team don't look like they've been well coached or well organised. And, and I know that they've had three away games because their home stadium is being kind of made ready again for the Premier League season after the the, the championships, the World Athletic Championships in the UK. So yeah. that that's that's that isn't easy. I get that. The next game, Robbie Earl, is Huddersfield. I think it's on a Monday when we come back. We have international break next weekend. Is Huddersfield at home? I mean, they haven't, they've got to get going, mate. They've got, at home, they've got to get some results going. They were poor there last season. They've got to forget about that. They've got to start again. And Slavon Bilic has got to pick his team that he wants, mm. you know, that he thinks is his best team, and stick with it and coach them to be balanced correctly, to attack together, mm. to defend together. They've got plenty of midfield players. They've got plenty of defending players, Rob. I mean, Aaron Cresswell, Jose Font was on the yeah, bench. Bon is experienced. Yeah. Zabaletta is experienced. You know, that James group's Conn- better than what they're exactly. showing them, isn't it? Exactly. Better than what they're showing. And that's when and a manager's under pressure. Yeah, yeah that's that, when that's he's under pressure. Exactly the worry. Listen, let's, let's talk about a couple of other teams that, that they've caught, all right? I, I'm going to talk about Crystal Palace, Rob, because I'm, I'm not getting warm and fuzzy about Frank, uh, Frank de Boer. You, you give him some time, though. I know, I've, I've got to give him time. And the important thing is, are the Crystal Palace board giving him time? There is reports that there's talks between the owners and, and him, just to make sure that they, they're both mm. coming from the same place. But, Rob, I'm looking at three games for the season, Frank de Boer. Huddersfield, Liverpool and Swansea. You have Huddersfield and Swansea at home. I'm thinking, okay, minimum four points, maximum things go well, seven points. But they've got no points and no goals. 
it's a worry. And there is a bit of a feeling that Frank de Boer's come to Crystal Palace to enhance his reputation. What he's got to do is, first of all, is come here and get his football team playing some decent football and get do you them think disciplined they've got the and organised. Do you think they've got the players to do that? Because there's been a big thing no, about changing so, the style. No, so, he, but, so he, might have to, but he might have to change his style, Rob, to, to get the best out of So he has to go back on what he said then? He has to go back on he, the way he, he may is. have to, yeah. It, it may be flexible, uh, as I say, with, with the best coaches. They're flexible, Rob. Okay, you go down mm. one road. If it's not working, don't keep going down it. Change your way and get the best out of your players. I mean, he can't afford to have another job. I mean, maybe it's unfair, the Inter Milan experience, but he can't mm. have another job after so much success at Ajax yeah. that, 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 that makes him look really bad. So I, 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 I'm, I'm prepared to kind of be a bit patient on this and wait to see how he does. <laughs> a, a team that I want to talk about is Huddersfield, Robbie Earl, nil-nil against Southampton, but that's seven points from nine games now, three yeah. clean sheets. Steve Mounier, yeah. again, lively today. You've got a team that's very similar um, now. It, it's got a real pattern about it. And, you know, the euphoria from promotion, the signings that he made, the manager, David Wagner, um, doing all the right things, creating the right atmosphere. I, I expect him to win today. That, that's how kind of buoyant I am about this football club at the moment and what he's doing. Um, and it, it didn't get the win today but I think for, for most people's team to get relegated the first team on the list was Huddersfield Football Club yeah. and you know I think from what he did last year what he's capable of doing with um, a group of players he's shown it again this season um, with a magnificent start and again I know from experience that this is really important but a mm -hmm. good start can absolutely you know even if you if even if you kind of struggle and hit a wall at yeah. Christmas you you've got the points there just to, to get through and pick him up so I, I'm really excited about what this team's doing at the moment and defensively with those couple of Germans there at left centre back and mm -hmm. centre back in, uh, in Lover, they're a really good defensive unit as well I'm absolutely with you I hope they've taken a screen grab of the Premier League table yeah. so far three Looks games good. played Manchester United top Huddersfield second Manchester City third. It's perfect for him. And let's not forget, Rob, the next game they have after the international break, as you've mentioned, yeah, away West to West Ham. You go there and win that. You know, we've got double points already on, on the board, and all of a sudden we really are starting, starting to talk about a real fairy tale for Huddersfield. So, that was a look on the, the league today. Tomorrow, we've got Real Tasty Sunday offering, where the reigning champions Chelsea, they take on Everton. Spurs look to overcome that Wembley hoodoo at home to Burnley. And we've got a big one. Liverpool host Arsenal at Anfield, where goals and incidents have been guaranteed in that game, Robbie Musto. Looking forward to that one? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I, yeah, there's so much good football tomorrow. No Monday games, of course. Then we're into an international break. Um, but, but fantastic football ahead, and we'll look at that into, into the next segment. OK, you're listening to the Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio. We'll be back in a moment. Welcome back to the Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio. What a big Sunday uh, of Premier League action tomorrow. Early start, Chelsea kick-off against Everton. That's 8 o'clock a.m. Eastern time on CNBC. Reigning champions got a, got a win last week against Spurs. And we'll be in better form, Robbie, to take on a, a decent Everton team. Yeah, I mean, suspended Gary Cahill still won't be able to play. Um, Cesc Fabregas is back from his one-match ban. Um, Ed Nazard is close but won't start in this game as well. So that's kind of the headline team news. Um, but I, I think following the, the victory 
the impressive victory at Spurs when we, we both kind of really enjoyed the grit and back to basics of a Chelsea side that had so many changes and so many people in different positions. Christensen back into the side, um, David Luiz in midfield, you, you know, Bakayoko that mm. had come in from nowhere and played so well. Um, I think it's a fascinating game and that's what's good about the Premier League, Rob, isn't it? Where, wherever you look, whether it's a Saturday or whether it's tomorrow's games, there's great matchups uh, mm. wherever you look. Everton, you know, so interesting this season. Wayne Rooney yeah. just taught, just got uh, retired for international football. He's been an absolute legend with England. Gilfie Sigerson scoring an amazing goal against Hadrick Split on Thursday. Um, another fascinating uh, matchup. What do you think? Who do you think is going to win the game? Um, I'd have to say I, I think Chelsea will get it done, Rob. But uh, you know what was interesting? Uh, it was interesting when I was doing a little bit of research on on the Chelsea team, and there was a lot of talk about you know Chelsea looking for for, for players maybe in, in this window. There's talk about Oxley Chamberlain. There's talk about Ross Barkley. There's talk about uh, Fernando Llorente from, from Swansea. And there's talk about Danny Drinkwater. And then I was thinking, of, are, are they champion players? Are, are, are they champion players that he's talking about bringing in? Or are they players who are kind of, you know, obviously part of other teams, but you wouldn't say that they, they, they were, you know, that it's a mouth-watering prospect. Yeah, but I do, I do like some of those. I think Oxley yeah. Chamberlain's going to be going to be a really good player for a really long time. Playing different positions, he's got all the attributes that you need. He's, we know he's a good lad with a good attitude. He's quick, he's strong. Um, I think Danny Drinkwater. I, I know. I mean, he is a champion player. He's, he's got a Premier League Championship medal. He's not too old. Um, he's played with N'Golo Kante in a Championship winning Leicester City side. So that makes sense to me. It absolutely makes sense to me for him to be there as a, as a backup player and play sometimes and add something to midfield with Matic going. Um, you can't always rely on Sesk as well in there. When you talk about this group, Rob, and again, part of my, my little research yesterday, and it, it kind of something just jumped out at me when I was looking at, at, at the players in and players out. And I'm thinking from, from last season, uh, players who've been either released, sold, or loaned out. Begovic, Zuma, Arke, Terry, Chalaber, Loftus-Cheek, Solanke, Abraham, who scored today. Mm. It's kind of a lot of talent that's just been yeah. discarded, isn't it? There's people that they're not given a chance at this football club. In the way that you look at Everton, who they play tomorrow, got lots of young kids who've come through. They're given a chance by Koeman. We saw great performances from some of those kids last weekend. It's, it's very different at Chelsea. Obviously, the stakes are higher. Thing, thing is, Rob, we, it, it's, we know there's a, a very strong director of football there. And, mm. you know, the, 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 it's, it's not a manager. He is the first team coach. And, uh, Antonio Conte. So is it is it him that said, you know what, Chalaber and, and Loftus Cheek and these guys, they're, they're not quite. I don't think they're going to be good enough to be first team players. Let's let them go. Or is it mm. the football club that's um, that said, you know what, let, let's let's get some money back a little bit. Let's start the thing out the squad a little bit. Let's move players on, put them out on loan. That's kind of the grey area a little bit at Chelsea. Most of the reports are saying that it's Antonio Conte that didn't think these younger players are going to be good enough. But you're absolutely right. They're, they're spending millions to bring in cover when they mm. had really good cover and, and they. Ake at the back, Chalabur or Loftus Cheek in midfield, um, Abrahams. It, it, it's just a lot there. We, we'll see, mate. We'll see whether yeah. they've got this right and they bring in the right players and they kick on again. But it does seem strange. Let's move forward to, to the big one 11 a.m. kickoff on NBCSN, Liverpool v Arsenal. How are you seeing this one, Rob? What's the, what's the report on, on Liverpool a couple of games in so far this season? 
not finding all cylinders, uh, but getting results. The, the European Champions League qualification was, was huge, mm. really, really important. Uh, and there has been some positives. So we know the situation about Coutinho. That's difficult. We'll not know that until Friday when the window's closed. Um, but positive signs. Firmino looks a million dollars, looks sharp, looks good. Uh, Mo Salah is coming to the side on the right-hand side, uh, onto the team on the right-hand side and is scoring goals. Emre Chan mm. got two against Hoffenheim as well. So it, there's positive signs there. I still, of course, worry defensively. I'm not a fan of Dejan Lovren. I don't think he's good enough to be in, in, a, in a championship uh, competing team at centre-back. And, and left-back, Moreno played during the week, but I like Andrew Robertson at left-back. So they've got questions, um, but, but yeah, they're doing absolutely fine. But again, a team that, that for me hasn't found their, their true potential just yet. And when I look at Arsenal, Rob, I'd probably say Arsenal have got a deeper squad than Liverpool, but yep. Liverpool maybe got a better team, arguably a better 11 when, when they're yep. all fit. But something unique's going on at Arsenal that we've not seen from, from football for, for, for a long time. That They've got three key players, Alexis, Mesut, Ozil and Oxlade-Chamberlain, yep. yep. who've got 12 months left on their contract, Rob. And, and Arsene Wenger's saying, I'll play them and I'll try and convince them to stay. Yep. If not, Rob, they could lose somewhere in the region of £150 million. Yep. Pounds. That's, that's nearly $200 million. Rob, to go on a free. It's, it's, it's incredible. It's a, it's a massive story that's getting underplayed by, by Arsene Wenger. It really is. I mean, he's, he's spent is this short-term Wenger? Is this what we're getting? Short-term Wenger yeah, now? He's spent not, all not worried about the long-term. He spent all those years, Rob, saving money, mm. you know, and he's going to blow it all in one summer where these guys could go. <laughs> go on, Arsene, go and free. Arsene we trust. Yeah, I, I just, the, this squad, I mean, let's assume Alexis stays, because I think he will stay. Mm. I think they're going to try and bat off all the offers. They've got a brilliant squad of players. It's, it, will be, it will be almost a, a, a incredibly disappointing if they don't mm. uh, get into the top four, because this squad absolutely should be able to do it with the quality they've got, particularly in the attacking areas. Yeah, lots of subplots and lots mm. of goals, usually lots of incidents in this game, one to look forward to, Robbie Musto. But yeah. that just leaves us time to reward our tweet of the day. That goes to Brad Paxman, and he tweeted, he was on the City subject, without fans of the sport in the league around the world, Sterling is in, in a City uniform, costing 50 million euros, so he believes that we need to keep the passion in the game. Brad, please make sure you direct message your address, and we'll get to Robbie Scoff in the post here in the next couple of days. So, all the big boys done well today. Manchester United kept running free. Manchester United grabbed a late winner. And Huddersfield, they remain unbeaten. They're a big boy now. They've yet to concede a goal. So to remember to be stay part of the debate, discussion, and our disagreements, make sure you subscribe to iTunes to download the Two Robbies podcast. If you like what you hear, please rate and review the podcast. The ratings help increase our ranking and visibility, which allows more football fans to discover the show. And as ever, you can listen to the Two Robbies football show each and every Premier League Saturday, 5pm Eastern Time on NBC Sports Radio. And finally, for me, thanks to all the good folk at Culver City. You do a great job for us. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody, to the show and giving us your thoughts through social media. We'll take an international break next weekend, but we'll return the following Saturday when we'll discuss the big matchups in the Premier League match day four, including Man City versus Liverpool and Everton versus Chelsea. So until then, it's good night from me. And good night from him. Good night. Good night. When we listen to the radio, we never agree on the station. Classic rock. Hip-hop. Pop. Guys, quiet. The one thing we do agree on, we all want an awesome free phone. That's why we switched to MetroPCS. Stop by MetroPCS with the whole family and get four free phones of your choice from brands you love, like Samsung, Motorola, and LG when you switch. MetroPCS. Wireless. Figured out.
Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Free phone requires port. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela, you put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor, because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. Medela, the mark of the fight. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.